0: Oh my God, it's Jade. <laughs> Okay, so tell us why Love and Lemons. Love and Lemons. It'll
1: be perfect because we're writing this vlog together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was
1: making this spicy poblano
0: sauce, and it splashed up and landed right in my eye. And I was like, it hurts. How? <laughs> and you're only going to rate that a one? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Welcome to Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Janine Donafrio. And together we're here as your hosts for a mix of happy hour style venting and results based coaching. Spark is a judgment free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, my guest co-host is a friend from a former life who I happen to come across on my Instagram feed. Janine Donafrio is the author of the Love and Lemons cookbook and the veggie blog, Love and Lemons. She's going to share her story of how she went from graphic designer to author and food blogger, as well as answer my millions of questions about life as a food blogger. Welcome, Janine. Thank you for having me. Yes. Oh my gosh. So this is so exciting for me. I literally like, <laughs> so I have to tell our listeners how this happened. So I have been getting like recipes. My friend Catherine, I guess, has been following you since you started and she's gluten free. So she's been sending me, re- I have all these recipes saved that are like love and lemon sub- recipes, <laughs> you know, like in my recipe box. And I had heard of your blog or whatever. And I don't know if I had followed it or not. And then several of my friends followed you. And one day I was just looking through my feed and Catherine had tagged you and she was like, she made something and she was like, thanks for the recipe. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. I wonder what love and lemons is and I click on it. And I'm like, Oh, okay, it's a food blog. Oh, these are pretty pictures. And I start looking through and all of a sudden, I see a I'm picture like, of you. And you're like I know her. <laughs> yeah, because you know, most know. of your pictures are food. Mm-hmm. So I think I had seen it. And I just never knew it was you. And then I was like, Oh, my God. it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that happens all the time. Actually. People that yeah that don't know, so <laughs> it, it was really cool. But Janine and I, gosh, we probably met. I was trying to think. Do you think it was almost twenty years ago? Maybe. Not uh, I yeah, I don't think it was that quite that long. Fifteen. 15, maybe, maybe 14, 13. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like not that long ago. Yeah, it was probably about 14, 15 years it was probably ago. Around, yeah, it was like
1: 2008, 2007, something like
0: that. Yeah, 2007, because I know that's when you did work. So she, yeah. she her husband is friends with a former uh, boyfriend of mine. And so we knew each other back in our former lives. And oh my gosh, I was just thinking about all these like memories flooding back. But literally, it was when Queer Eye for the Strike Guy was so big. <laughs> And Jack was like, This is the best show ever. Do you remember we would watch yeah, the marathons?
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, my friend, yeah, my friend was on it. So we were like, Hey, let's watch. Well, we were into trading spaces and all those kinds of things too. So,
0: oh, yeah, trading spaces. It was so
1: old. Yeah. I, yeah, I think you came to visit and we marathoned the show. And I think that's probably why
0: you have the memory. And
1: it was back. We had like a blow up mattress and it was, yeah.
0: Yes, we slept on the blow up mattress. And by the and morning, we, we were on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so we've all upgraded life since then become full-on adults yeah and so then what's really cool is that you were a graphic designer and then you helped me out when I rebranded my studio and your logo and all of our design which we still use today you designed so like I think of you all the time (laughs) well that's uh, that's (laughs) <laughs> I know, it's that creepy? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I think it, I you know, I just I
1: remember around that time. Also, I was so inspired by you and starting your own business. And we both had our own businesses. And you know, you're just one of the people that you, I don't like it. I don't know, female power of like, I can do this and you can do this. And I don't know. Oh, that's
0: so awesome. Well, because you started your own graph. So why don't you give them a little background? So you started off in graphic design.
1: Yeah, so I was a graphic designer for 10 years. And um, about the last six years of it, I was running my own graphic design business. And that's around the time that I met you. Yeah, because I started doing your postcards and I was like, because I was like, okay, let me, you know, let me like work on a print project and I would design your postcards because you had a new studio and I thought that was so cool. And so anyway, fast forward, I I ran my own graphic design business for about six years and I did like logos, branding, identity, that sort of thing. And then I don't know, it's a weird thing where I kind of got burnt out at one time, at one point in time, like things were going great, business was going well. I was slammed and it just, got really, really, really burnt out of doing exactly that. And for a while, I was just trying to think of what else I can do. And when work, when graphic design work got really, really stressful, I just remember at this point in my life where I got into cooking and that's what I enjoyed the most. So I would start looking forward to 5 o'clock when I would leave my office and stop at the store and what I was going to make that night. And that started to be my main obsession. And so that's kind of how this morphed into a food blog.
0: Ah, okay. So tell us a little bit more. So then, how does that like? Was it just a hobby while you were still doing design?
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like an overnight thing. I I still do graphic design. It's just I don't really do it for clients anymore. But what I do is still very very visual, and I'm still working in Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop and everything like that. So I don't feel like it was one sort of career and then a different career. They're very very similar. And mm-hmm. There's a lot of visual components for both things. But yeah, I think I just, I was burnt out and I was and I was reading other food blogs. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. I was thinking about maybe starting a design blog or developing some sort of design product. And then I kind of didn't get to that when I was like, I'm just going to start a food blog and I'm just going to start today. And it's going to be a hobby and it doesn't have to have a master plan. And I'm just going to get going because I just feel drawn to doing it. I feel drawn to starting this. So I just started one day and then it gradually took over. I was I mean I still had freelance design, I was sort of scaling able to scale back my graphic design work as the food blog got busier. So I wasn't ever really quitting one thing to start the other.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like this natural progression that just kind of happened. Yeah, and as
1: the food blog started to kind of work and take off and I was busier with it, then I could say no to more of the like design clients that I had less and less time for.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So did you cook before? you did this? Like, how did you get into cooking? And then where do you get the recipes?
1: Well, I got into cooking, like I said, it was one year, let's see, it was around the time I was getting, it was really like, it started as a stress relief. I just enjoyed, like, I don't know, cooking something to like, for your health and to nurture your body, you know, like eating really fresh. It became as my sort of job got more and more and more stressful my life got stressful. I was getting married. I was trying to plan a wedding. I was trying to do a million things. Um, I saw. I kind of. That's when I started cooking, and that was like sort of my creative outlet. Where before design or art and those sorts of things like fulfilled my creative, I don't know, passion. I was getting burnt out with design, mostly just client demands and you know everything, like a lot of balls to keep in the air. And I just it wasn't. It was becoming not for me anymore. So I started cooking, and I just loved. Like I loved vegetables. I love chopping vegetables. So before where I would think, oh, gosh, I'm so busy. I don't want to go home and chop the onion and chop the vegetables and prep the stuff. Suddenly I was like, oh, I can't wait to go home and like <laughs> be in my kitchen and put some music on and chop this onion and put the, the zucchini and the red peppers or whatever in the pan and like see it. it's such a sensory experience. Like see the colors together and they'd be pretty and then like start smelling really good. And then it was just like became a fulfilling thing and and it was so pretty and I kept thinking oh if only like I could like I made this thing and then you eat it and it's over yeah so it sort of felt like an art project that like then didn't like you didn't save it or something you're indeed you couldn't you are could not you did not have a picture at the end and so I was like okay well if only I could document it but I don't have time to figure out how to take a picture of this. Like, it's fine. We'll just eat it. But then, (laughs) but then years later, years later, I wouldn't remember like I either, I I wouldn't write down what I'd start like tinkering on my own. And then I'd be like, this is really good. But, I can't make it again, because I didn't write down what I did or what I did along the way. Or I'd I'd ask Jock, my husband, I'd ask him what he wanted for dinner. And he'd be like, oh, I don't know. And he could only name the one thing I made before. And I'm like, what about that other thing I made last week? And he's like, I don't know. So I just felt like and I felt like I was at the same time I was emailing recipes to friends, like I would make something and they'd say, can you send me the recipe? So I'd be stopping everything I was doing to type a recipe and send it to somebody or and I was really like inspired about that. You know, I'd be like, make sure you do this and make sure you do that. Or, yeah, or just talking to people about food, I'd be in a design meeting, and it would go on a tangent, you know, the conversation would end up like, oh, we both liked to put lemon in our food, you know, so it it always like everything kind of was wrapping back around to that I was interested in food.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm seeing a theme here. Yeah. Oh my and, gosh. And, and then I had read
1: something that said, I think it was Jessica Hish, the, the graphic designer that said something like, this is not a quote, this is just the gist of it. But it was like, you should do what you procrastinate doing. Hmm. Like, follow what it is that you procrastinate, because that's like what you're going to work obsessively at. So I, I kind of was like, all right, I'm just going to start this because this is what I want to do all day. And this is what I want to work on. So
0: yeah, that's so cool. Wow. Okay, so that's like, I have so many questions. Let's do our sucky moment, and then I'm going to ask you more questions. Okay. <laughs> but I'll give you a break from like thinking about all these things. Here's our sucky scale. One being kind of sucky. Five being super sucky. One, <sighs> two, three. Seriously? Four. Five. All right. So what do you rate your sucky moment as?
1: Okay. So yesterday I was trying to do too many things at once, which is something I do often. Uh, I was cooking, I think it's in the oven. I was checking my Instagram. I was trying to set up a photo. And then I was making this spicy Poblano sauce in my Vitamix blender. And, um, and it splashed up and landed right in my eye. And I was like, (laughs) and it'll, you know, spicy sauce
0: in your eye. It hurts. Ow. (laughs) And you're only going to rate that a one? Like, why is well, that a one?
1: Well, I mean, like, it's, it was sort of a moment where I was like, oh, my gosh, this is my life now. I've got like sauce and like spicy and sauce stuff in my eye. Like what a circus it is here. But no, I mean, there are much, I don't know, suckier things going on in the world. So
0: yeah, well, I, perspective, it, it, right?
1: It, yeah, it's, it's fine. It was just I was just trying to think of
0: something sucky that I did this week. Yeah. Okay, good. So your inspired action from that.
1: Oh, I think it was a reminder to slow down and try to take things one step at a time.
0: Yes. Okay, so for sure. I mean, because I imagine like, I, it's so funny, because when you let you guys have to visit. So the Instagram feed, is it love and lemons? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so follow that you guys, the, the photography is unbelievable. But it looks just like, oh, look at this thing I made. And then I just snap a photo. But you know, like, I'm yeah. sure it's behind the scenes, like, what is it like back there? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a mess. There's a million dishes. Or it's me going crazy, saying, Oh, my gosh, where does this napkin go? You know, I want it to look natural. And I mean, it looks simple and beautiful. It's funny the Instagram life. So you look at somebody's Instagram, and you think they have everything organized and perfect. But of course, it's never that way.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. just the one little square that you see. <laughs>
1: yeah, you don't see like the massive kitchen around it.
0: Yeah. And was the blog started as a blog online? Or was it the Instagram or kind of both?
1: The I started in 2011 and Instagram was just starting or like had just started around that time. So, I joined Instagram as Love and Lemons. I was like, "Well, this is my like, I don't know, name that I'm trying to brand, trying to like become a brand." So, back then it was just taking pictures with, you know, vintagey filters. It wasn't really a, like a tool then to promote the blog. Yeah. It was, it was just a thing you do, right?
0: Yeah, just um, fun, just taking pictures.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like, I was lucky that I kind of started when it started, but yeah, it started as the blog, and I think it back, especially back then in two thousand eleven. I mean, Twitter was the big thing, which you know, like, learning that was also. I hadn't done any social media, so it was kind of all new to me.
0: Oh yeah, I still don't get Twitter. Like, I don't, I don't get. Yeah. It. I mean, I, I, understand the concept. Yeah, of it's I don't, not I, my I thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not really my thing either. Yeah. I'm like, I just say stuff and then put it out there and there's no, com- I like the conversation or pictures. So for me, those are like, you know, I like, I'm more of a, well, Instagram's always been my favorite just because I love pictures, you know, yeah, pictures, right. Pictures. So do you have like a schedule? How do you guys work out like what you're going to post?
1: Um. Well, I should have a schedule, but I don't. Um, <laughs> there's never really a normal I mean I try to post and Jack and I like he's in on this too so we do our photography together and I try to post two to three times per week like I have other life things and other projects going on too so it's sort of I mean I just have to look at what's due when and then work backwards from that. So, I mean, one day might be a computer day where I'm editing photos and writing posts and emailing and doing like all those sorts of things. And one day might be a day where I'm testing recipes and cooking. And one day might be, I, I tend to not do whole days of photo shoots. So I'll do like maybe one recipe at a time because it's tiring. It's on your feet and it's bending over. And it's kind of just depends on what's due next. And I work backward. I'll plan out my week like the week before or the two weeks before. And when so, you say
0: like what to do, is it more like if like a sponsor has a post you need or is it just like you say, oh, I need three each week? How does that yes, work? Yes,
1: both. So oh. we do a bunch of sponsor posts and those things are always due ahead of time. So and then I try to post like Monday is always a great, really good engagement day on the blog and on Instagram. So I try to have a post ready for Monday. And so I'll either post Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or sometimes Monday, Thursday if I only have two. So, you know, I'll try to have the Monday post ready and like kind of have the Thursday post worked out. Or sometimes I'm a little bit further ahead than that. It just depends on what's going on. But then sometimes I'll have five sponsored things that are due in one week, even though they're not gonna post until maybe months down the line.
0: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So so there, those schedules kind of mess everything up from being like really, really consistent. for me saying Monday I shoot, Tuesday I edit, like you know, so it ebbs and it flows. Like if a bunch of those projects are happening all at the same time, then the week changes just depend on what has to get done first.
0: Yeah, okay, this is so great. So are we we often talk about like inspiration coming from, you know, all different stages in life, but so many people are like stuck in a doubt or a fear that kind of stops them from doing something that they want really love doing. So what were kind of some of your doubts and fears and how you kind of overcame those?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I actually, I was going to say my doubt and fear about starting the blog was, you know, who would read it? <laughs> like, if I start this thing, who's going to read it? I knew, like, I knew my mom would read it, but I didn't <laughs> know if anybody else would, you, you kind of, it's a weird thing to start. Because I think I had a vision of like, doing it, just how other bloggers had, done. although at that time, there weren't all that many, but it was okay, I write something and people read it. And, but starting the first one, it's like, you know, literally you open the WordPress and it's like, hello world. (laughs) It's like, who's reading this and how are you going to sort of get this? Like, are people going to read it? Is it going to work? Or is it just going to be this hobby thing? And then it's going to peter out. But I think that actually the biggest fear, because I spent about maybe two years sort of feeling unsettled in my career and like i needed a change but i couldn't figure out what it was and i would make all these plans or think like oh my gosh i have to think about and plan the perfect thing to do next after design and it was paralyzing so i think what i ended up actually at the time i was seeing um a life coach and it was like one of the recommendations was like start a blog and i was like oh yeah i wanted to start that food blog so i think just starting but not thinking too, too much into it, like just do something and start it and see if it works. And if it doesn't, you can always not keep doing it. But I think, you know, getting stuck in a rut is it's real.
0: Yes. Okay. So what are some turning points that kept you going?
1: Well, at the beginning, it was bigger sites would link to us, and it, and it was a little bit by a little bit. I think the first week I launched, and then like Glamour magazine linked to us, and I was like, Oh my god, that's is huge! We're gonna be big. But like, I mean, the one little link like doesn't make it big. <laughs> it, yeah. But it was like all these little things. It would be like another bigger site like linking over, and suddenly the traffic would like build a little bit more, build a little bit more. It was really a slow, slow build, but it was all the little things, and really just like people and other bloggers being really nice and linking out and saying, Hey, this recipe looks really great and sharing it with their audience. So, I mean, I think the community of other food bloggers were essential and it's important to like, I don't know, be friendly, make friends and return the favor with linking out to other people. But then the big turning point was 2014, we won the Safur Magazine best cooking blog award. Wow! And that was kind of, it's kind of like the standard in food blog awards. And that kind of, Took everything to the next level.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so exciting! So, are you loving it? Yeah, it's definitely like it's work.
1: It's a lot of work. I think doing anything that's your own business—I mean, you have to love it—and you're going to work twice, two or three times harder at it than you know I would if I had a day job. But yeah, I mean, I love what I do. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I know it's so funny because a lot of times people, you know, they ask me too because you know, obviously, been doing my own thing for a while, and I think there is like this kind of thought that like. We're living our passions so that like we're just happy all the time. And cause it's, and it's true. Like, yes, like you're like this. I love this work. Like I would never trade it. But but it's exhausting. And it's really a a lot of work. (laughs) Right. And you are responsible for all the parts of it. (laughs) Well, exactly. And you you never leave it. So I imagine and for you, I mean, gosh, just going into your kitchen, you're like, that's like your workspace. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you ever feel like you can just cook a meal and relax? Or you're always like thinking about how you have to write it down and photograph it?
1: Um, Yeah, actually, no, that's really important. It's actually really important to stop and take the time to just cook and relax without the pressure of like, is this going to be a post? Because otherwise, the sort of experimentation doesn't happen. If you put too much pressure on it, like this is going to be amazing and this is going to be. So, yes, there. I think this whole summer I took actually I took kind of a, a little bit of a break and I was just cooking without taking pictures at all. And that was very freeing. Oh, but, I bet. Yeah. but yeah, it follows, you know, I mean, it follows you everywhere. But also, I mean, I'm obsessed with it. We'll be at a restaurant and I'll be writing down like what I just ate so I can like recreate something at home. And we're talking about it all the time. But the work that I love to do.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. So how did that morph into a cookbook, this whole the blog and then the Instagram and all that?
1: So after we won the Tavura Award, it was a week later, or so some publishers started reaching out. I had gotten a few like smaller book offers and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna do a book. But then some publishers reached out and then I was like, okay, I guess I have to get an agent because I didn't really know what to do with that. And then like the most perfect agent reached out and the stars just sort of aligned. Like I don't wanna make that sound like it was super perfect and easy, but it was the right things happened at the right time and I got fit with the right publisher. And so that's how that got started.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes. You guys, I will post in the show notes the, a link to her book on Amazon. It's so pretty. And I got it. A, I showed my mom. I'm like, do you remember Jackie? I'm like, look. And she was like, oh, my gosh. And it's funny because a lot of us at the yoga studio, we've all been talking about kind of wanting to eat. Well, so my new manager is actually vegan and several of the people at the studio are vegan and vegetarian. And I used to be years ago. Actually, I think when I met you, I was vegetarian. But I've since... Eating meat. And I was thinking about how we were talking about how we just all kind of wanted to start just doing more veg, not necessarily becoming vegetarian, but at least eating like one meal a day that was more focused around vegetables. So I'm going to tell them all about your book, because I thought this is such a great way. And because I'm always thinking, well, the problem with that is I don't know what to make. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I just I'm so used to like, there being meat on my plate. So right. I mean, how did you Well, you used to be vegetarian, right? Yeah. I mean, and I'm not
1: completely, but I eat mostly vegetarian. But I mean, I think my goal with the book and with the blog, it isn't really so much to say, hey, you have to be vegetarian. Or I mean, I think everybody has their own way they you need to eat for them. And what works for one person won't work for the next person. But I mean, I think that everybody can agree that like, everybody should eat more vegetables. Exactly. So yeah, so I, I don't really I like to sort of think from the positive and not like, well, don't eat dairy and don't eat this and don't eat that. It's like, no, add more vegetables. And I don't know, eat whatever else you want. But yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's what I loved about your book. Because I was like, Oh, this is all veg, you know, vegetable base, and just so many different options and spices. And I think that's what can stop a lot of people from eating you know, more vegetables is just because they're kind of cooked blandly. Like I know when I go to a restaurant and I eat vegetables that are like cooked with a lot of different spice and just interesting flavors. I'm like, I could eat this all day long. I just don't know how to make it, you know?
1: Yes, exactly. Well, and I think a lot of people, well, that's how I used to feel about vegetables too. I mean, I grew up sort of meat and potatoes and not liking broccoli and everything, but my mom put broccoli in the microwave with margarine and it was it was was grilled and with no salt i really yeah i really and i also think that people who think vegetables are boring and bland like are probably under salting them because it starts with nothing it starts with no sodium or no salt whatsoever and i think just seasoning things properly and also like getting really good vegetables it's different if you go to the farmer's market and you pick up something that was just grown I mean, sometimes it's just salt, pepper, olive oil, and a squeeze of lemon and, you know, or roasting it like it'll be amazing roasted, but it's not so great, you know,
0: in the microwave. Oh, yeah. Fresh is unbelievable. Like, oh, my gosh, there's nothing like it. We found a little farmer's market right by us. And we started going all the time. My mom and I would just buy a bunch and then share it. And and it's just so great. And it's also just you feel like you're supporting local and there's just so many positive things. So do you ever feel like you run out of ideas? Yes, all the time.
1: I mean, I wouldn't (laughs) say that in the beginning. In the beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. I'll never run out of ideas. But this is six years later. Wow. Yeah, so sometimes I sit and bang my head against the wall. But like the other day, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to make. Or sometimes I get caught in the trap of, I'm like, what will do well on the blog. But then I ended up making, I had like a, these things that I had bought at the farmer's market. And I was sort of frustrated because I didn't know how they were going to go together until I thought about it a little bit longer and then I was like, wait, actually these things can all go together. If I put this, like the, these tomatillos with this zucchini and poblano and I can make this into, it was actually a really delicious chili that I'll be posting sometime soon and it all worked together. And I was, it always works for me this way where I won't have an idea until I get to the market and I get stuff and I might not know what to do with it. But then like the things I got will dictate, like then the idea will spark. Mm. So it's less of me like trying to overthink like okay well I'm going to do another I don't know another lasagna or another soup or or sometimes I make the similar things that I just love and I'll make a new spin on it. So you can make sweet potato soup but you can spice it with curry one day and you can make it like smoky with chipotle spices another day and it can be an entirely different like experience
0: Oh, everything sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I wish you still lived in Austin because we, keep, we keep, like go, like go down together. there and cook yeah. all day.
1: Yeah. But um, I also love my favorite, favorite thing though, is because it sounds like maybe a little cushy to, that I always go to the market and everything's always fresh. The other way I get really inspired is by having less where it's like, I don't know, I don't think I have anything in the fridge to make for dinner. And suddenly I'll pull out half an onion like kind of some like broccoli that wasn't gonna work out or or like, you know, needs to be used and that something will happen with less because I'll be like, oh, I did have some pasta and I did have some spices and I did have this. And then this ended up being a really great meal that I wouldn't have otherwise thought of if you just go to the store
0: and have every choice available. Hey, that's like chopped you seen yeah, that show. Yeah, I guess
1: it is. Yeah, not that I would ever be on
0: it. Want to be on it, but Yeah, you just throw in some gummy bears or something in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> we used to watch that all the time and John was
0: just like, "Oh my god, what are they putting in there?" And you know, then they don't yeah, have like some nasty ingredient. Oh. oh my gosh. Yeah, you should be on that. That'd be hilarious. Oh my god. So, okay, so do you have a must-have kitchen tool?
1: Um, I really love my Vitamix blender. <laughs> Okay,
0: I have one of those.
1: <laughs> Yay! I know, right? It's the best thing ever. I mean, I don't think I think what's essential is like a good I mean, a good chef's knife. And I don't think it has to be a fancy one. It just has to be one that fits well in your hand. But, yeah, I do love my Vitamix. I'm pretty obsessed. and I like to make creamy soups and like creamy sauces, especially I make a lot of vegan recipes because I can't have a ton of dairy. um, so I'll make like cashew based sauces, and that works really well in the Vitamix.
0: Oh, very cool. Okay. And then do you have a secret hack that you can share, like a kitchen? Um,
1: Gosh, that's so hard. I mean, I, I think just what I said before is get really good vegetables. And then like, it's like everything I cook is fairly simple. It's not really complicated, or I don't have a slow cooker or an instant pot or anything like that. It, you know, it just... I mean, my hack is really good vegetables and olive oil and lemon and salt and pepper. <laughs> like,
0: Yeah, like the basics go back to yeah. the
1: basics, <laughs> right? You go back to the basics, or, you know, I don't know, have fun with spices. Yeah, Just experiment or fresh herbs. Actually, that's probably my my biggest, it's not even a hack, but it's like you could have some tomatoes and some pasta, whatever. And but if you throw a whole bunch of like basil and mint, then it can be mm. something else.
0: Mint. Ugh, I could put mint in everything. Okay, so tell us why love and lemons. I was starting the food blog with Jack, so I had realized. I mean, a
1: lot of our food experiences, like we we travel and we eat, and this is sort of the thing we have in common. He's a programmer. I was a like a, more of an artist and designer, so it was the sort of like our careers. We had nothing in common. He's a programmer, and I'm a, the designer, and we kind of didn't have a lot of things in common. But we we'll, we discovered when we started traveling together was that we had food in common. So, but then I was just thinking, I actually, it popped in my mind. That it was like 4am. I got up and read, like went online. I thought, lemon lemons, because I love to cook with lemons because it's fresh. So there's the literal, you know, it adds like a fresh and bright flavor to food. And then the fact that we were doing it together. I wrote this story in a much more cohesive way Um, in the book where there was this day that Jack and I, we were on the island of Capri and we walked, we were walking and a dog walked by us with a lemon in its mouth. And we joked because there's so many lemons on the island. There's lemons everywhere and there's lemons and limoncello and lemons and everything. And it's just such a type of cooking that I was really inspired by. It was fresh and bright. And so we joked that like the Italians played with her dogs not with tennis balls but with lemons (laughs) so so i had this affinity toward lemons and then it was one day like four in the morning that i thought love and lemons it'll be perfect because we're writing this blog together sort of together and i love lemons
0: that's so sweet i did read the story i wanted to hear you say it too but yeah you guys when you get her cookbook you'll read it it's really sweet Oh, that's so cool. I'm so proud of you. Like, I just am like, it's, I'm totally in awe because it, it's such a beautiful blog. And like you said, you're using, it's really cool how you've kind of used your design and, you know, your artistic elements to add to that with your creativity with food and cooking and recipes. So you're amazing at it. So congratulations with all the success. Oh, thank you. That's so nice of you to say. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's so cool. And we're still it's so funny, because we are redo getting our website redone right now. And it's really just changing the theme and updating it. The guy's like, Oh, my God, this is so old. I'm like, Yeah, I know. It's like such an old version that like doesn't even work anymore. But he's like, do you want to change your logo? And so I – one of my teachers is a graphic designer and he helped me write like the branding standards that was like all based on what you had designed because every time we'd get a new designer, they would try to like mess with it. And I'm like, stop messing with my brand. (laughs) And so – and I remember you saying like, oh, well, you know, if you wanted to change this or this like five or ten years from now, you could, you know. So I, you know, Christopher, I called him up. What should we do? And he's like, no. He's like, the branding is – spot on it still looks fresh it's awesome don't change it so yeah I was like that's so cool because it was I think it was about seven years ago that you did it yeah I'm so glad that it's worked served you well it's working well for you yeah it certainly has so it's kind of crazy to think because I think when I (laughs) met you we had just opened and so gosh it's been yeah Yeah, yeah 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 you were just opening yeah so you're such an inspiration so that was 13 years ago. So yeah, it was probably about 14 mm-hmm. years ago that we met. That's so crazy. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's been close to five years since I went through Angela's SPARK program. At the time, I knew I wanted a shift in my life, but I didn't have a vision for
1: what that meant or how to go about creating change. So Spark program was pivotal in, de- in defining what I didn't want in order to make space for what I did. Now that I'm five
0: years out, things came in the right time and step by step. There were probably milestones that I was aware of, um, and there's
1: probably a lot of milestones that I wasn't. But one of the early stage milestones definitely was Angela's Spark program.
0: It was foundational to where I am today. Okay, so give the listeners a try this. Okay, so I think that everybody has kind of a
1: project that you either have in the back of your mind or something you just haven't gotten around to and um, you know work, life, busyness keeps you from kind of doing that thing that maybe maybe is your passion and maybe, It turns into something and maybe it doesn't, but so my try this is to just do that small project, whether it it takes, you know, 30 minutes or whether, you know, becomes developed into a whole thing. So maybe just start a new project. The one that's like kind of been in the back of your mind, like just start it.
0: To start. Yeah, not even having I love how you said like, I had no clue where this was going to go or if it was going to be anything more than just me doing what I love. But you know, one of my yoga teachers who has since moved, did the same thing she had surgery on her knee, and she was out for like six months. And so she created this blog, this yoga blog, or it was an Instagram blog, and started taking all these pictures. And she was like, I just started kind of using it as like a journal to like heal herself and it became huge and now she's got like all these followers and people from all over and she's like I was just doing it for fun you know and she worked at it like she was looking up like how do you get more followers and she was putting effort behind it for sure. But it was right. Cheap, it's not she, an accident. But yeah, I mean, you can't just like put a photo up and expect like a million people to follow you. But <laughs> but she said the same thing she was coming from a place of just this is something I really want to do for myself and then mm-hmm. see where it takes me, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that's the key is like, it's the kind of work where like, I wanted to do this, even if no one was paying me to do it, like I just wanted to do the work.
0: That's how I feel about the podcast because I wanted to really kind of build out my coaching brand. And so we're six months into the podcast and some people were asking me, like, do you make money on the podcast? And I'm like, well, not directly, but I just love it. Like I, it's just something I love to do and I love sharing with people and I love, like, I feel like I have all this knowledge from all these years of coaching that I just want to get out there. So I think that's so true. And then things start to happen when you're, when you're doing something you love, it shows and people are attracted to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, so what's next for Love and Lemons? Gosh, um, well, I'm working on another cookbook. And, cookbook but, number two.
1: Yeah, that'll be um, out in 2019.
0: So quite, it's a long, long process. I can't, yeah, how long does it
1: take? <laughs> let's see, from start to finish. I mean, it, it depends, everybody's contract is different, but well, let's see, it was 2014 and then it came out in 2016. Wow. So that was two. So it's like two years. And this one I'm spending a little bit longer on.
0: So do they tell you like we need X amount of recipes or do you do all that? You decide all that.
1: Um, uh, That's like hash out in the contract. So it'll be a, at least 100 recipes is pretty standard for what's like cookbooks now. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be a hundred new recipes with some other sort of special features and things involved. And then I'm also working on like a stationary project. It's like a meal planner um, that's coming out next spring. That's just so a pretty way to record meals and record menus for a, like a
0: social gathering. Ooh.
1: So, so just different projects. So yeah,
0: all kinds of fun things. And, okay. And,
1: and regular blog posts and recipes and
0: everything else. Okay. So they can find your blog. Is it loveandlemons.com? Yep. Okay. And Instagram, loveandlemons. And those are kind yep. of the main two spots that they should go to? I mean,
1: th- I'm on Facebook and, t- and Twitter. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to be, right? <laughs> you can find those links all on loveandlemons.com. <laughs> Every now and then I post on Facebook. I should really work on that more. But um, but yeah, Instagram. <laughs> I usually, I'm very visual, so I love the pictures.
0: Oh, yeah, they're so beautiful. And you said Jack takes them, right? Yeah, well, we kind of do it together
1: where he sets up the camera. He's very technical. So this is also uh, he really showed him the camera manual. And he's like, this is fascinating. I'm like, great, you can do that part. And I will make it look pretty and style the food and cook the food. So it's a together effort.
0: Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. It's so fun to see like where you guys have gone. I feel like we were kids when we met. And now, <laughs> now we're like, Oh, we're grown up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're grown up. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. And we, yeah. um, we'll post everything on the show notes. You guys, all the ways to get a hold of her. We'll post a link to her amazing cookbook. Definitely get it. It's an awesome gift too. I'll say, um, cause it's just so beautiful. We'll also see if I can get her to give us some behind-the-scenes photos so we can post. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> see what I'll it's really look like in
1: the back. You're right. I'll send you the picture of my messy kitchen when it's messy.
0: Yeah. And if I can get this ancient old iMac to boot up, I'll see if I can find an old picture of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. So I'll finish us out with a shout-out. And I actually want to give a shout-out to local farmer's markets because you really re-inspired me to go back to my local one. And you'll be surprised like a lot of times you'll think of in your city like Dallas has a big one but like there's a little one in Richardson. So Google it and there's often really small ones and local people are growing some awesome stuff and it's just good for the economy. It's good for so many things. It's better for your health. It's just awesome. So shout out to the locals. So what do you rate your sucky moment? Seventy-two on a scale of one to five. yes. seventy-two? Just... Wow, that's pretty sucky. <laughs> so, do you sleep? I also lived in my car for a couple years. <laughs> I prefer that. You know, my husband's like, "Why are you doing all this stuff?" And I'm like, "Like, I just love it." <laughs> So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends. It really helps us to get the word out. You can find the show notes and blog posts at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Coach AWags. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.